Hello, and welcome to another episode of Alcoholitics. I am your host, Terrain Myers. I'm joined by my co-host, Katrina Myers. Katrina, how are you? All right. How are you? I am doing all right. Um, we took the last week off. It was our wedding anniversary, uh, five years, uh, and I remember the number. Good so, job. Good so job. without thinking about it, I just knew it was <laughs> five. Um, and it's not because I was embarrassed because <laughs> of the time I had to like just kind of think to make sure it was five before I said five. Um, we went away for for our anniversary. How did uh, what? Where did we go? And did you enjoy it? Uh, we went to a Poconos Resort with the champagne tower, heart shaped pool, all that bullshit. All that bullshit. It was a lot of fun. It, it was, was nice. Yeah, it was a good time. I truly. It, it was like two days, and we were exhausted by the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that was more movement and mm-hmm. like it, just anything we did, <laughs> like ever, <laughs> like ever, like. Uh, firstly, it, it spoiled me because if I could, if I could have one thing that I know, like I shouldn't have as a person, I, I personally should not have, it is a pool inside of the place that I'm living, like inside the indoor pool was fucking wild. Private indoor pool. Private indoor pool is, is something that I don't. I shouldn't have and don't deserve. It it seems so silly. I'm just like, what are we going to do with this little ass pool? But. It was just so lovely to just float in. What we did was we floated in there and we brought a Bluetooth speaker and we listened to trivia podcasts because we're fucking nerds. Yeah. yeah. We're just two dumb nerds who are like, let's play trivia in this pool. (laughs) Um, We also uh, started playing tennis again, which is cool. Which is fun. We played tennis at the resort, which honestly is a stupid thing to do at a resort. <laughs> like, what do you do? Like, ooh, you know what I want to do at a resort? Exercise. No. Bullshit. That's we not. We did a lot of exercise. We did. We did a lot. We we played. We bowled. <laughs> Fuck. Bowling. That was stupid. We bowled. We played cornhole. We played, we played darts. We played a we lot played of cornhole. We played darts. Ladder ball. I just want to point out, a lot of the things that you're naming are not exercise. I mean, I'm up and I'm moving, so... <laughs> Fair, 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 fair. <laughs> More than normal. Fair, fair, fair. Um, also, the, it was a super fun time, um, but we're back doing straight up episodes. And I think we're getting closer to uh, the the podcast's like X amount of year anniversary as well. I don't yeah. remember how many years. <laughs> um, I think it's five. <laughs> no, it's probably four. Yeah, I think it's four. Probably I, four. I definitely think it's four. Um, but we're heading up on on the four year anniversary of this podcast, which we will commemorate by having a Eric Bauer, the mayor of <laughs> former mayor of Bloomsburg, back on the podcast. Former mayor of Bloomsburg, he'll be back <laughs> on the podcast. He'll well, I'll ask I'll ask him the questions I was afraid to ask him at that time, like like <laughs> why do you keep lying about the prostitution scandal, my man? Why do you keep lying about it? <laughs> um, I think I think we should commemorate that by doing a the, doing the power hour that we were talking about. Ah, uh, that's a good idea. I think that's I think that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do the power hour for mm-hmm. that. Um, but uh, enough about future shit we are uh here to oh jesus christ we are here <laughs> calm down to, i'm good i'm good i'm calm i'm for, well, actually before we yeah yeah fuck it um we are here tonight um we have an awesome guest he has been on this podcast before it's been honestly too long um he is the founder and contributor of the leon block uh, independent media he is john tell tolan john tell welcome to the show Thank you, y'all. It's, it's great to be back. 
I feels like yesterday. We it's it's honestly been too long. Firstly, yeah. I I there have been I've been on a couple of his uh, a couple of episodes of his podcast or slash um uh, web show. I don't know I don't know if you because yours is not like strictly a podcast. It is like no. It's so much more. <laughs> Mine is literally <laughs> like I put this out on podcasts, and you're like I got this shit everywhere. <laughs> So, so <laughs> I want to make sure it's like, I, I've been on, I've been in your web show multiple times, including like, I think you were the last person I like out of, like a, after it happened, you were the only person and the last person I ever talked about the Will Smith slap with. <laughs> 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 and that was a fucking lovely time. How, how have you been? Uh, and tell us about, tell us about what the Leon block's been up to. Oh man, I've been pretty great. Uh, it's been very busy. I've been preparing for uh, the Leon Block's first actual official major physical event. Um, that's been great. So that's mm -hmm. uh, in honor of Juneteenth. It's going to be on Juneteenth um, in tandem with Lidditz uh, Choose Us Loves event, uh, Lidditz Pride. So it's I, I'm queer and I'm black. So it speaks to the intersections that I'm at. Mm -hmm. uh, but the past oh the past month it's been a whirlwind of uh speaking at different events um covering a lot of different footage between uh the organization's party for socialism and liberation and uh put people first in poor people's campaign which they're doing amazing things right now it's summertime so it's the the season of protests and rallies and whatnot so uh that speaks to the core of what the leon block does and is is the purpose of so we've been getting a lot of footage lately i just was at uh philly pride last week and it's it was pretty interesting and special because it's the first year that they've made it uh They've made it inclusive to the point where black, brown, indigenous people of color are at the forefront of mm -hmm. everything. It was no longer a parade where it separated classes of people. It was an all-inclusive march. So you could just jump in and put your fist up. And it was it was great. And they also uh, did a good job of making sure that if, if you did not drink, um, if you had kids, if you are neurodivergent, of any sort or you just want to be left alone for a bit mm -hmm. you had places and spaces for you to go and do the and, and be yourself and not be bothered with the rest of stuff yeah. you know so it was nice to go cover that and, and speak to uh the black and brown queer experience so i've been pretty busy doing a whole lot of stuff man i've got a couple events coming up for juneteenth weekend um that i have been looking forward to for a few months and speaking of podcasts I just started my actual podcast in April, so like, yeah. <laughs> and what you are, you are. What's the ahead. name of your What's the name of your podcast? And what? And tell me about it. Okay, so the Leon Block is only on Spotify right now. Mm -hmm. I will be up on Apple soon, but uh, it is a microcosm of everything else that I have on the rest of the Leon Block Independent Media. Mm -hmm. um, so you might get one episode that's covering. Uh, a topic about we just had a topic posted about language and uh, the different generations and how these new words and phrases for things older generations are having a hard time grasping. Mm -hmm. um, I have a news show that covers news about every other day or once a week. 
um, giving you the deets on what's going on in the world that mainstream media won't give to you. Um, I put that in a little tiny episode and put that out on the uh, podcast as well. So I try to give you a taste of what the network is in totality. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and where can people find it in, should you want them to find it? <laughs> yes. So we are on Spotify. You can catch us. Just search the Leon Block. We're also on Facebook, which is the motherboard. We have everything on there. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. We're also on as well. Don't forget, you can also email us and text us. We're very accessible. Good, good. Uh, before we move to the main story, um, there was something I wanted to ask you. You told you said about how um, your uh, the Leon Block Independent Media is throwing the um, throwing a Juneteenth event in Lilith's, and it reminded me. And I wanted to ask you: Isn't it awesome that like everybody, including Walmart, is getting in on the Juneteenth game <laughs> and doing <laughs> and doing their awesome Juneteenth? Uh, merch that they're selling. It's the freedom. It's for the me. freedom for me. Uh, how fucking how annoyed were you when you saw like the Juneteenth like great value <laughs> nonsense selling so, at Walmart ice cream? By the way, yeah, the ice cream. The fuck they were uh, Juneteenth ice cream. Of all, <laughs> of all things, of all things, ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. All things. Okay. So it was ice cream. It was great value. Mm. It was trademarked. <laughs> so that leads me into the next thing. It was trademarked by this, this company called Balchem, uh, I think Technologies or something. This this typical older white man mm -hmm. tried to trademark the the word Juneteenth. Are you okay? That part I fucking missed. <laughs> out of oh. all of this, out of all of this, I missed that specific. So yeah, this is what I do. This is what I'm here for. So. <laughs> oh my god. So after the internet going haywire over mm -hmm. it, they did pull out. Now there is another young black man who did put out uh, uh who already had a trademark pending for the title Juneteenth Joy for the um purpose of like candies and popcorns and things like that yeah so the the balkan technologies or whatever they did pull out so that's not going to happen however <laughs> it does put us on to the fact that this is going to happen and we need to be vigilant we have to take to the internet and say we're not going to take this yeah. now with that being said another fiasco happened in uh in indianapolis uh children's hospital of all mm -hmm. places i saw this where in the cafeteria they just saw <laughs> The watermelon salad. My God! What are we Juneteenth doing? watermelon salad. Yes, Juneteenth watermelon salad of all things. Like, like we really asked for that. Mm -hmm. Who asked for that? Was the, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? I. By the way, I will say when Juneteenth, when it was like started to be like recognized by, um, like municipalities and cities and then states, um, I I think. A lot of people, like everybody who like had a pulse and understood what was going on, was like, okay, so it's only a matter of time before Juneteenth and Toyotathon are the same fucking place. Like they're the same thing. Yep. Juneteenth and Toyotathon are just the same. <laughs> they're equal. Like equal. They're the same thing. It's not happen. Yep. 
Like, <laughs> like we were just waiting for like, I, honestly, I thought it would happen with cars first. Like legit. I'm like, okay. So they're about to like, they're about to start freeing the, freeing the savings of cars. I was like, I was so ready for that. And then they're like, no, no, no. We're going to start small with plates. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna oh, start. Dollar Tree's doing it too. Yep. <laughs> this is like, I, I, it is honestly crazy. I, I, it's one of those things where it's like, is this, so we know, we know when it comes to like selling and it's capitalism, capitalism is bad. And that's just truly like, this is a capitalist thing that, that we're like, I'm going to commodity, I'm going to, uh, commodity, uh, fuck me, commoditize anything that I possibly can. So this holiday, I could repurpose it and sell it to people right now. A children's hospital. <laughs> now that one, that one seems like it is so unbelievably like <laughs> poorly, po like tone deaf good nature, right? They're like, oh, we want to do this. Oh, fuck. We did it so wrong. <laughs> I think this is going to be happening left and right. Mm -hmm. I think at the beginning of the season, before we were even close to any kind of summer heat, there was and this is this segue into one more last thing yeah because it's my hometown and i want to get into it but there was this place in like i don't know louisiana or texas or something where there were like three white board members of something yes who, i know the fuck you're talking about sorry go ahead yep that thing yep that thing and they just after the internet went crazy it's they a, pulled out it's a juneteenth like, celebration starring these four white people yeah, and we're like yeah. wait what <laughs> <laughs> Now, with that being said, right, those are white people doing that. But what I find even worse is my hometown, mm -hmm. which is predominantly black, it's hood. It's poor. It is. And I'm proud to say I'm from Coatesville, Pennsylvania. But the person who is on city council decided to release a poster. He outsourced, right? No. He didn't have no. a local person make this flyer. I can make a flyer on my computer for free in five minutes. No, no, we gotta get the experts. <laughs> can't ask me. But right, yeah, you gotta, you gotta pay taxpayers money to hire these, these, you know, these, this outsourcing. And then you do, apparently post it on social media, but you don't bother to look at what you posted. No, they did it. It's probably a great, put it on there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep, I don't have to look at it. Mind you, I don't know how you posted it without seeing it, but, <laughs> but, but, you you were outraged about the response that you received because you posted a Juneteenth poster with a white mom and a white kid riding a roller coaster. What are we doing? <laughs> Happy Juneteenth! This is my this is <laughs> this is a white family enjoying Dorney Park. What are we talking about? <laughs> like what are we doing? No oh god! It is it is honestly just the 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 fact that this is like now like you know coming into the cultural zeitgeist and like, and like being something that is more, uh, more and more recognized by everybody. Um, it, it, it kind of still shows that like, uh, unfortunately, like white people in power tend to still have this thing where they're just like, yeah, we're it's, it's like, it's like when it's like when your teachers, if they ever did this, uh, it's like when your teachers, when you grew up in a white area like this guy, um, it's like if they're like, we're going to tell you about Kwanzaa. You're like, I don't think you're going to tell me about Kwanzaa. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd argue I'd argue that you are going to do irreparable damage if you're going to try to talk to me about Kwanzaa. 
<laughs> oh, that's so fucking wild. Oh, man. But yes, I think Juneteenth, I think we talked about this. I think Juneteenth might be when we have to do the power hour. Just, just, I, it is so, it is so wild. And like, not a Juneteenth themed power hour because, because of course we're not fucking stupid <laughs> but but like i it is just it is wild that like we it is it's one thing where we, we knew this was gonna happen like when when people started recognizing juneteenth like when govern like local governments started recognizing juneteenth we're like this we're like we're like two minutes away from some of the most most unintentional heinous shit we've ever seen <laughs> You know what the the all of the members of Congress with the kente cloth oh. and putting their fist up. Can we I, haven't seen nothing yet. Can I just say, I bl- like this is awful, right? That was not a good photo op, and I truly <laughs> blame the Congressional Black Caucus for that. And I mean that I mean that wholeheartedly because they said they said Nancy put this on, we're going to take a photo. <laughs> and and truly Nancy Pelosi at that point cannot say I don't know. For personally, I don't think she I I think she was just like, "Let's do this." But even if she did have reservations, what's she going to do? Fucking say no? Like this that was a dumb photo op that was like top to bottom bad and like just is all around not good and wasn't helpful for anyone. And like for the Congressional Black Caucus to be like, "Hey, we got some kente cloth for you guys to wear. What are we doing? Don't put white people in kente cloth." Let's stop that. <laughs> oh, that was the most cringiest thing I have seen in years. And it's just uh, like, let's take a photo of it. Like, no one's going to think this is weird. No one's going to say a word about this. And I truly, like, I, it's so bad. Because because really, like, reports came out like they, she was asked to do that. They were all asked to do that. And I'm like, that's what the problem is. <laughs> like, that's what the problem is. They were like, this will work. <laughs> gonna work <laughs> i can't believe you fucking remind me of that awful photo that i'm gonna that i'll never that i'll never get over <laughs> uh let's before we go into before we go into the the main crux of the show let's yeah. what are we what are we if if we are drinking because alcoholics though is a podcast where we drink and talk about politics is not it is inclusive, and you do not have to be drinking to do this. Um, if we are drinking, what are we drinking? I will start. I am having an Alabama Slammer in a fishbowl. Um, don't know why I'm sh- holding this up to the fucking. Uh, I'm holding it up to the to the camera like uh, the viewers are gonna see this. They're not. This is audio. Um, but I am having an Alabama. And 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 the the thing about the Alabama Slammer that's here is it was made last week. <laughs> and sitting in a pitcher, is sitting in a pitcher in my fridge. Not last week, Monday. Monday, almost a week. Only like four or five days. Four old. to five days old, sitting in a pitcher in my fridge. I had to, I had to stir it because you could tell some things were settling in different places, and we're like not interested in that. Also, it had to be cut with um with a with a Sprite Zero at the time when it was made. So now there's flat Sprite Zero in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, Oh, we've ruined, we've destroyed Jontel. 
Um, so, but that said, it's all, it's one of the thickest drinks I've ever had. It's, so thick. <laughs> it's, the, it's one of the thickest drinks I've ever had. It is, it is, you had a, now you had, when we were at the place, you had a Bloody Mary. And mm-hmm. I feel like. It's I, a very similar consistency. I feel honestly, like. Honestly, when I looked at it, I'm like, that's like tomato juice Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this feels like sludge. Hold that up again. It feels what like. Kind of- it's, what kind of juice is in there? Orange juice. So it's orange juice, um, whiskey, um, Soco amaretto. Soco, sorry, Soco. So so amaretto, um, so, and 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 um and vodka, grenadine, okay. vodka and grenadine. It is a it is a wild concoction that on on the day is very good, and then like five days later is. Okay. <laughs> um, John, tell are you? What are you drinking, or whatever? <laughs> I am drinking tea and eating blueberries. That's Ooh. what I'm talking about. This is some. Yeah. This is some like healthy, important shit right here. <laughs> you don't. You know ha- what? I've ha- I've had one, and this is like I'm not a huge drinker, but I do drink a lot more than I have you know, recently, but I've had one drink in like the past two months and that was at Pride. Oh, wow. That's great. What did you have at Pride? It, well, my favorite is, uh, what the heck is it? Dogfish Ale. It's a oh, okay. sour, okay. it's a sour beer mm-hmm. with uh, black pepper, uh, cucumber and lime mm-hmm. and sea salt. It's so good. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And like we we are like 100% like down with people who are like I want to say I don't want to drink or I take a break from drinking. I think that's awesome. I mean that's me like every other that's episode. That's you so. every other episode. It's just me drinking and you're like I'm having water. It's a Monday night. <laughs> it's, it's Monday night. We were supposed to record this on Saturday. You're drinking, you're bothering me. <laughs> and I'm having and I'm having a water. I'm having a double water. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Katrina? Uh High noon sun sips because I was too lazy to go to the beer store, and these are sold at the wine store. That's right. And you at the beer store, you usually get what? I get anything. I like a variety. I think I get but a seltzer, different pack right? of seltzer each you time. You just do like yeah. you're, you've been like consistent on seltzer. Yes, absolutely. They're wonderful. <laughs> no hangovers. Uh, not uh, locale. You know, they taste good. Wait, they are locale? Yeah. Because you said not locale. Yeah, I was. <laughs> gonna say something else i fixed it not okay okay don't call me out ma'am uh, no i wasn't i just wanted to make sure that you said no, that all right okay <laughs> you know what i just got put onto those those seltzery drinks because i'm not a seltzery guy no yeah. not but... me neither not in real like regular seltzers no thank you what alcoholic right. good right you know what i i went to this this puffin paint event and uh a lot of my friends are the soccer mom is tight. They've got kids. And so it was a big thing for them to get out and all of us to connect, you know? Mm-hmm. And they had a bunch of those drinks that are zero sugar and seltzery, but they're flavored. And, you know, I'm like, I don't have, you know what? Let me get one. Mm-hmm. And then I had two and three and four and I was feeling pretty sussy. And before I knew it, I was like, this is great. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I dig them. Yeah. It only, em. it only takes like three of these to get me drunk so it works out you're 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 feeling it right now <laughs> i'm a right? lightweight yeah for sure you're, you're you're vibing right now absolutely can i ask one more question before we get to the start of what is puffin paint oh my goodness yeah so it's become uh, a sensation like across the nation i guess where can i you know make, how wait, the, uh, can i guess really quickly yeah you 
get high and then you paint something. Yep, just like there's the paint with the twist. Fuck yeah. Yes. yeah. It, I thought it was because, obvious. <laughs> because weed has become so legal, and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily weed. Uh, there was CBD around too. Yeah. The option there too. And I actually brought CBD uh, rollies with me, mm-hmm. but there was, you get a free pre roll as well, and then people had, you know, stuff to pass around. Mm-hmm. But uh, the idea was that you get high and you paint. And for me, I was never really a painter. Um, I've never really done anything like that before, and I walked away with three paintings, and oh. it was it was a very transformative experience for me. So it definitely turned me on because I never did painting with a twist. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try that too. That's awesome. Yeah, that's not. I, I truly, I, it would take it would take so much to make me a painter that <laughs> had a, like any coherence where someone could figure out what I did. Um, I, I have good penmanship and then the painting part is like trash. It's just trash. And that's, he, he legit gets upset if people want to like play Pictionary. I don't want to fucking drawing game. I don't ever want to fucking play Pictionary. And honestly, the people who keep saying let's play Pictionary are not my friends. They're just not, (laughs) they're bad people and they're not my friends. Um, let's get into the show. (laughs) We're 25 minutes in. Let's get into the show. Uh, so, um, let's, uh, I got, we're going to start with our main topic, the January 6th committee hearings. Um, they started Thursday night. We were treated to a prime time event of, um, testimony from witnesses and, um, testimony from the committee members and video that is just absolutely infuriating and reminds you of the, uh, Attempted insurrection that happened on January 6th after Donald Trump lost the election to Joe Biden. Um, So I kind of wanted to start with um, what, uh, like the way that it was framed. So um, before the, before the uh, um, hearing aired, we got like a drip, drip, drip of um, like, uh, news and um, like expectations from committee members and um, you know uh, people uh, in Congress on the uh, in the on the Democratic side uh, talking about what it was going to be. The Republican side was like, "Don't worry about it. It's nothing. It's nothing new. You're not going to see anything." Uh, what do we think about the What do we think about the expectations that were set here? Now, I want to also point out, like, member uh, the a member of the <laughs> committee, Jamie Raskin, said. The phrase, this is a phrase I didn't like, <laughs> said that this, um, this, uh, the, these hearings would blow the roof off of the house. <laughs> like, and I just want to point out, Jamie, uh, Representative Raps, Raskin, you're not a DJ. <laughs> you are not. You are a guy in Congress telling me about an insurrection. And though I think that it's very important and we need to fucking pay attention to it and uh, do everything we can to make sure that these motherfuckers don't pull this shit again. Um, you're not blowing the, it's not blowing the roof off. We're not <laughs> like, I'm not like going to hear a dope set from <laughs> like an awesome DJ that's spinning the greatest remixes I've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, Katrina, what did you, what did you think about the, the way that it was framed? Oh, it was so weird. It was so <laughs> weird to watch. Like, they they basically had like a red carpet that they had like the witnesses coming in on with like reporters at, like holding up microphones to mm-hmm. them like it 
It was the strangest thing I've ever seen. They're like, we're, we're doing this at 8 p.m. Prime time. They kept talking about like prime time. They court kept coverage. using the words prime time. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it was so weird. Um, I, I kind of under, I understand the idea behind mm. it. Like people won't watch if it's not entertainment. But as someone who is actually like cares about it already as a serious topic, it's so it like. felt non-serious in the, in exactly. the framing. In the exactly. framing, it felt yeah. non-serious. It just felt like, why are we making this a entertainment event? Like this mm. <laughs> This is a trial for like an attempted coup. Like it was so it's just it, so strange. I, I'm with you and I think that it that should be understood, but unfortunately un, like the United States like the people are not necessarily like of that mindset. Yeah. They're like, I I'll watch it if there are explosions and cool <laughs> shit. Um John Sell, did you firstly I didn't I, I don't think I even like told you this was what the episode was gonna be on. So that was like a shitty move on my part. So let's start oh, no, with fine. let's start with did you see the like the framing uh beginning uh like before this before the hearing aired and did you watch the hearing? So no and a bit. Mm-hmm. It's been so much going on. Yeah. And my expertise is going towards more of the world news and socialist uh, viewpoints mm-hmm. and narratives that are, you know, people rising up against the system kind of news. So, but you not like this rising your... up, right? No. Not, not like no, this no, no, sort no. of. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you for that. Wow. A different one. A different wow. one. Wow. Correct. <laughs> that was good. Yes, that was perfect. That was really good. I honestly um, wasn't but, expecting it. That was good. Right. Um, but but you and I've got to put you on to shout out to Purple Room Politics because the two of you really keep me informed in the realm of politics. And I feel like the three of us are forces to be reckoned with. Uh, Purple Room Politics uh, is run by a friend of mine who I grew up with. We went mm-hmm. to school together. He moved to Atlanta. And I think moving there really changed his viewpoints as far as getting more involved in the politics. Mm -hmm. Um, He got really inspired by Andrew Yang, even though he's not necessarily a huge supporter of him these days. He definitely saw a lot of, you know, good things out of some of the things he stood for, as I think all of us do see some, you know, but I think you be, I think, I think uh, talking about UBI uh, universal basic income, I think that's fucking huge. And though I don't like Andrew Yang, I love that policy. And I think it's great that people are paying attention to that policy. Oh, sorry. Exactly. So, so <laughs> I was like, what was that? Horrible. <laughs> okay. For me, someone who has like my my tunnel vision of certain things, it's mm-hmm. only if cer- something gets thrown in that's pertinent to what's going on for me, mm-hmm. like uh, something that Biden is currently doing, which we'll we'll touch on at some point later. But um, specifically speaking of this this committee hearing, mm-hmm. um, democracy now has covered bits and pieces. And uh, I do follow Chuck Todd on Meet the Press. Oh, God. And so Why? He's... What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, no. Honestly, follow the New York Times oh. PitchBot account. It's the same thing. Look, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I've got the hots for him. It's something about it. But... <laughs> okay. 
um, just giving me an overall view of what they're talking about, mm-hmm. it gives me a little cliff notes to, to, to be informed on really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have something better, definitely send it my way. Yeah. Um, because what, what y'all were just describing sounds like the Met Gala. And I, it, I have not seen any clips from this, but I would love to see it. And, and talk shit on it. So I think that I think that I think that with the the, the hearings, um, they wanted to the way that they was framed was like we want to put it in prime time because we want to put it as, in front of as many um, American eyeballs as possible to say this is what this is what happened on January sixth. This is what happened leading up to January sixth. Like these are the these are the important things. And I think that I think that that goal itself is admirable and correct. Like like. Let's be clear. There was an attempted insurrection on January 6th. They tried to stop the peaceful transfer of power from one president to the other, and they did it at the behest of the previous president. That part is true. That part is true. It's undeniable. You have to actively, and we'll talk about this later, you have to actively be putting your head into sand to pretend that that didn't happen. Now. Yeah. The way that they have to market it to Americans is the part that's hard because a lot of people already see um, a lot of people already see the um, uh, uh, like jan- like the investigation of January 6th as partisan. Like they see it as, oh, it's just one party attacking the other party because they hate each other. And it's like, no, it's one party investigating a fucking attempted coup in the country you live in because that's important and we don't want that to happen. I know we do that to other places across the world, <laughs> but we don't want that to happen here. It's bad here. It's okay elsewhere. Like that's truly like what, it, by the way, I don't agree with that. Um, it's bad everywhere. Um, but, but that's, that's like, I think that's like, like where, like we're at where the framing was like, this is going to be a bombshell. We need to watch this because it's great. And, and truly it is, it was a, a, it was infuriating, maddening, it was a, a a reminder of like how razor thin democracy is in Pen- in, in um, America, specifically Pennsylvania. Um, but it also was like the way it was framed seemed more like a Marvel movie than a congressional um, a congressional uh, hearing. And truly. People watch Marvel movies and they don't watch congressional hearings. So that's kind of that's <laughs> yeah. kind of why they did that. Yeah. Like I totally get why they did it the way they did, and I hope that it is effective. It's just absolutely bewildering to watch it mm-hmm. as not one of those people. <laughs> yeah. I think that's I think that's truly what the thing is. Like we are like we are like people who we are in the know about what happens, so we we pay attention to a lot of it. So, like, we know a lot of the things that they're about to say, but there are a lot of people who uh, didn't know what they were about to say and watched it in prime time, hopefully. Um, so that's, that's you know, kind of what's looking at there. They're not sensationalizing it enough. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's let's get into. Um, we had intro, introductory statements from um, Congressman uh, Benny Thompson of Mis- Mississippi, um, and uh, de- uh, Democrat, and we also had um, 
Congress uh, Congresswoman Liz Cheney uh, from Wyoming. Liz Cheney, um, secret progressive hero, <laughs> who uh, who hates everything that we hold dear, uh, including. Um, <laughs> the fact that she is testifying in these uh, in this hearing about um, the erosion of our democracy and voting rights, but has been super willing to vote against every bill about voting rights that comes up because that's just the hero we need. Um, so, uh, what did you think of the what did you think of the opening um, the opening statements we had? It was super lo- like. Um, it was sort of like a, it was sort of like a like a like a thesis of like here's what you're going to hear yeah. in the next coming um in the next coming hearings that we're doing in June and I believe also July. Um, here is here is the case that we're gonna lay out. It was opening statements basically. Like, it was opening statements, but in a court also, case. but what you pointed out was they also made it clear that they are going to like. This isn't just like they're not going after just the low level people. They're not just going after some some like Joe Schmo that showed up on a bus from Pennsylvania. By the way, I believe Pennsylvania had the most people that showed up and got arrested. Yep. What what? Mm-hmm. Um so I think uh <laughs> but <laughs> I think that they're going for the head honcho, uh former president Donald Trump. What did you think about Katrina? What did you think about the opening uh the opening remarks from Benny Thompson and uh, Liz Cheney. Yeah, I thought I thought they were very informative. Um, I thought it again. It was just so interesting how they would do it. Like they'd be like talking, and then they're like, "And listen to what former Attorney General uh, <laughs> yeah. Bill Barr had to say." Yeah. And then play like a video clip. Like it was good. It was it was good. It was entertaining. Mm. It was uh, it was so crazy. I think that um, it it was interesting. Um, like. You could hear like that. Uh, I'm sorry. What was his name? The representative, uh, Benny Thompson. Benny Thompson. You could hear that he was like trying to give it straight, like not trying mm-hmm. to like, you know, like trying to show this. These are the facts as they are. Mm-hmm. No bias, because of course it's presented that all the Democrats are just out to deck the Republicans. And then it was interesting to hear Liz Cheney. I think she had a lot of like passion in what she was saying. Mm-hmm. I thought she was very compelling. Obviously, she's a terrible person, but <laughs> in this aspect, I think she was very like she was very passionate. She was compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, she said something about how you know Donald Trump's not always going to be around, but your dishonor will remain forever. Yes, like I thought that, that was, was a that was a awesome. wild quote. Yeah, that was a wild <laughs> quote. I, I will say I think that you're absolutely so. So, uh, firstly, Liz Cheney's quotes like wild. <laughs> like yeah. like just just being like no like i understand this is and to be fair liz cheney's running a primary ca- like uh, primary uh running against a primary opponent right now like all we on this podcast have said liz cheney's not a hero she's still bad she there hasn't been a war that she doesn't agree with um she is you know this that and the other thing she's still a she's still a conservative republican she is in this instance, she has been right on, honestly, a lot of this. She is not afraid to say Donald Trump should not be in public life. And this is coming, like, from, like, she's saying this to voters that she wants to convince to give her another shot in in um, Congress. And she, based on doing this, 
may lose. And I don't like Liz Cheney. I think that Congress will probably be better without Liz Cheney, but it won't be better if it's without Liz Cheney and with another like fucking Trump sycophant in there. Like, sorry, like it won't. Like, I I think it's great that the that there are Republicans that are on the committee that are standing like like two two Republicans, two Republicans standing up and saying Donald Trump one hundred percent is trying to has did try to subvert democracy to keep himself in power and he is bad. This is bad. We need to pay attention to this. This is again. This is stuff we do in other countries. <laughs> and that, that's the one thing that no one's going to say that I think we need to say. We do this to people. Um, did you catch, Jontel, did you catch any of the opening statements from um, from either Benny Thompson or Liz Cheney? I and, did. And, uh, and really quickly, and like, how much do you love Liz Cheney now, right? <laughs> We're all Cheney stands, right? <laughs> Now, see, the thing is, I was a bit of a Cheney stand since the end of 2020. No. I'm not even going to lie. Since mm. the end of 2020. Like, I didn't know much of her up until, like, mid-2020. And then when I started doing a little bit of research, and I know where she comes from. I know, you know what I mean? Like, you know but, her dad, right? Right, yeah. yeah so yeah. it was like, okay, well, I already know where to throw you. But <laughs> you're, but you're at least competent. So mm -hmm. let me see what else you have to offer and say to the rest of your constituents. I want to hear, you know. So as when, when January sixth happened and she stood up against all of these people, knowing what could very well happen to her, I'm like, hmm. Let me listen in a little more and see what you have to say. Yeah. So yeah. it's watching her speak now. Uh. And, and seeing the consistency um, because she, she speaks with, when she talks about this, she's speaking with clarity and truth and yeah. that comes through. And that's what gets me. That's what reels me in yeah. for me personally. Well, like that gets my, that gets my attention, mm -hmm. but you spoke to a lot of what she said was very quotable. And the one uh, I can't remember what news station it was that, but Everything she was saying, they were putting in quotes. Like, it was just, I can't even remember any of it, honestly, but it, it was powerful stuff. Yeah. Like, she she definitely reeled me in. Mm -hmm. Now, the the guy, um, Benny he Thompson. was a little more, yeah, I felt like he was a little more rigid and solid, but he was definitely clear-cut and to the point, too. Mm -hmm. Both of them together felt like they weren't here to mess around. Mm -hmm. Like, this is this is a point, if, 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 if we don't do this and draw a line in the sand, we're all fucked and no one is understanding the severity of this. Let us break it down. Mm -hmm. And yeah. yes, uh, again, uh, speaking about something and then giving an example or showing the clips of different things I felt was golden because in our generation and age of, uh, you know, our attention spans are very, very thin. So it really helps to have <laughs> visuals and sound of different stuff to, yeah. to coincide with what someone's saying, especially in an age of disinformation. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Um, uh, move, uh, that moving to the videos that we were that we saw. Um, so one of the things that I thought was great, and I think we talked about that, Katrina and you, I talked about on the day, was um, we would see <laughs> they would they they 
played videos, uh, some of which was like footage we hadn't seen at the time. Um, but a lot of the footage, you know, still similar to what happened before. We have a violent mob um, I, I breaking into the Capitol, um, doing what, doing all of the uh, nefarious deeds they were doing there, searching for uh, elected elected officials to hang and murder. Um, but they, uh, the 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 uh, whoever did it, uh, whoever made the video, also spliced it with. Um, like Donald Trump's quotes of like, there was so much love that day <laughs> and I, uh, and we oh, were just, man. and I just saw all the love and if you just watch, it's just love and everyone's loving each other. And it's just like, <laughs> it was the, the, the editing, edit like, like whoever they got to edit the videos is like a professional, like movie maker. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like it was so wild. Like they're showing unconscious police officers mm-hmm. while they're having Donald Trump say everyone there was so loving like (laughs) like it was so crazy and then they also had like a a like a documentary style interview with one of the investigators that they have no and he's like speaking to like the side like they do in a documentary and then they have like multiple camera angles showing him from like as he's just like presenting the evidence and it's like like i i think this was really smart and it is like absolutely fit for like the attention span Mm -hmm. of like most of the american people but it's also just so crazy to watch and just be like is this like a professional production yeah. or is this a congressional <laughs> investigation yeah i think that was what like the that that was what the importance was right like again we as americans have a short attention span so if you can put this if you can give this to us like a fucking mcu movie then we're in or if, like a cult documentary or, that everybody or a, loves <laughs> or a cult documentary like the one i just watched i want to say yesterday this morning this no no yesterday morning no, it was, I'm pretty sure it was today. It was not today. I didn't watch it. Was okay, a, okay. You're talking about the Warren Jeffs one, yeah, and I watched yeah. that yesterday. All right. You got it. <laughs> I watched that yesterday. I remember which Mormon cult documentary I watched <laughs> and when I watched it. Um, but, uh, like, like, truly, it is. it has to be, it has to be, pr- uh, like, you know, given to the American people in that way of like, like, like look at this action sequence. Now, isn't that crazy? Now, what if I told you you lived in this country <laughs> and what if I told you this happened not too long ago? <laughs> it's just like, Oh, well, I'd be pretty mad. Like that's what the, I think that's what we're kind of hoping. I think that the videos continued to make me angry, but then there were also the funny ones like wooden bill Barr. Like they did a deposition, like they they showed clips of a deposition with Bill Barr, where Bill Barr was like, "Yeah," and I told the, I said that you know uh, the claims of election uh, fraud and stuff was bullshit. Or when they had Ivanka Trump say, "Well, Bill Barr said this was bullshit," and I believed him because I I respect Bill Barr. Which, by the way, uh, and John Tell, I'm gonna go to you really quickly, but but by the way, that was when um, I realized that like like I we watched it all, and then like later on in the night, I was like still looking up stuff on it, and Daddy was trending. I didn't like that because I clicked that, and I clicked that, and some of it was what I was looking for, which was you know the stuff about Ivanka and what how she has thrown her father under the bus, which I think is very funny. And then some of it was not what I was looking for. <laughs> and like, I had to like turn my computer screen to make sure that it, I, I didn't get caught looking at it. 
<laughs> um, uh, John Tell, what did, did you see on the specific videos that were shown? Sorry, my bad. Did you see the specific videos that were shown um, in the uh, hearing? And, and what did you think of this? And also, isn't it weird that the crowd that loves the police so much was so willing to hurt the police. Do you think that maybe their love of police is like a fake thing that is potentially about something else? I'm just going to let you talk about it. You know what? I never thought about that until just now. Really? And yes, but that in its in its t- entirety says that we have a massive amount of people in this country that are not just fake or hypocrites like they're just not real right. they soak up misinformation all day every day mm-hmm. they pose to be one thing and support one thing but at the same time they contradict themselves mm-hmm. they say that they're for life but then at the same time they won't do this that or the third i can go on and on mm-hmm. and on there's so many contradictions you know so yeah, there's that. And speaking of contradictions, like Ivanka Trump, I did see that clip like a thousand times and I just can't get over her face. Like her eyes were so big, like a deer in headlights. And, she, <laughs> and she's just like, I felt like she she knew what was coming as it was yeah. coming mm-hmm. out of her mouth and it wasn't, she knew what was coming and she couldn't stop it, but she had to just do it. And she knew she was throwing her father under the bus, but it was like, Oh well. Yeah. This is this is what it is. Like <laughs> he's still going to love me. He's my dad and wants me so badly. Um but you know what what's going on with Trump right now? Is he okay? Because I, I would will, assume he's not. I, I think wanna, he came out and said something about it. He said something on like, Truth Social that no one saw because no one fucking has Truth Social. Like I think my, I got an update or something. Like, like she checked out a long time ago or what? My like, man just off. my man just hold off. Elon Musk will buy Twitter and then you can get back on and say whatever bullshit you want. No, he's not actually buying Twitter. No, he he's really trying to not buy Twitter and Twitter is like, no, you're fucking buying. You have to me. buy us. You're gonna buy. You're gonna buy us. You will buy us today. <laughs> Elon like that is the fun part there are now by the way this is just a quick aside there are now just like you're gonna see a bunch of like weird court stuff about how Twitter's like trying to make Elon Musk buy them after (laughs) after he's like I'm buying you and they're like no you're not and he's like yes yes I am and they're like okay you are and he's like Maybe I won't. They're like, no, no, you're buying us, fuckface. Give us the $44 billion right now. And he's like, I don't want to do that. In fact, I want to fire a bunch of my workers because I feel like if you don't come back to the office, I'm going to fire you. He's bad. And I just want to make sure that anyone who's listening to this and like is like, I think I kind of like Elon Musk. You shouldn't. And if you do like Elon Musk, stop listening to my fucking podcast right now. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, I don't even fucking remember. We had, okay, so we had some testimony from some witnesses. Mm-hmm. Um, we had um, Capitol Police Officer Caroline Edwards. I'm so yeah, sorry. I think yes, it was Edwards. good. Thank goodness. I, I'm like, I, I, I'm, I need to pull back up the, uh, uh, <laughs> the, uh, screen I had uh, and and uh, Nick quested a um, Nick quested a, a, a documentary, documentary filmmaker um I think I think this goes without saying if you're a if you are a group 
um, that is looking to subvert democracy in a violent way, don't allow a documentary filmmaker to embed himself in your group and document everything that you do and say and <laughs> as you're planning a terrorist as attack. you're planning a literal terrorist <laughs> attack like i'm sorry i mean don't do that it's just such a narcissist thing to do like it's just like <laughs> well, were, so obvious can just, like can i just be fair they are white people and they were like no one's gonna stop us <laughs> yeah like we got this no one's gonna say a fucking word because we are protecting what is ours which is america and we know that because of all of the history we've been taught and the only history we're allowed to teach. Like, that's just truly what it was. And then for them to, like, they just kind of found out, like, oh, wait, we can't do that? <laughs> and, like, this is the one instance when you can't. They thought they were getting pardons. <laughs> they did the Oh, God, they thought they were getting pardons. <laughs> they thought they were getting pardons. They were so ready to get pardons. I can't wait until they, they – one of the things they mentioned during the introductory statements was that there were uh, multiple Republican congressmen Scott who Perry. requested pardons from the president after uh, this before he uh, left. And our, I just want them to release that list. Our representative, yes. Scott Perry. Representative sought, of our district. Representative of the I – I don't know where – I honestly don't even remember what fucking district we're in 11. I don't remember. It changed. So. Scott – it changed. Scott Perry – Sought a pardon. I think he was like he's maybe the, the only congressman the, mentioned during he's like the chair, like as a participant during this two hours. He's the chair of the House Freedom Caucus, <laughs> Freedom Caucus, and he sought a pardon. Mm -hmm. And I just want, I just want to make sure that everybody who's listening to this in Pennsylvania, specifically in our district, knows that fucking happened. That happened. And we can kick his ass out right yes. now with Shemaine Daniels. And we absolutely need to do that. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I honestly don't even remember what the we were doing. Um, Talking about the witnesses. Did you, uh, Jontel, did you see any of the, sorry, I, I'm, I, I got <laughs> lost. <laughs> because I'm like, I'm too busy doing my like, we need to get this motherfucker out of here voice. So, Jontel, did you, uh, did you catch any of the, um, witness testimony, and if so, what did you think of the witness testimony? I did not get to, to see any of the witness testimony. That's what I wanted to see. That's what mm -hmm. I was looking for. So give me the deets. I truly think, like, with the witness testimony we got, like, 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 let's be clear. I am, I am all about these hearings. Let's fucking go. Tell me the truth. Tell me what happened. Um, I think it's great that we had, um, um, the Capitol Police officer, um, uh, who is there because that's like one of the only police officers that I listened to about violence perpetrated onto them. Um, but uh, the Capitol police officer was saying how like she was knocked unconscious uh, from a blow at the, um, at like the, at like a certain like bike rack barricade yeah, situation at the peace circle. At the peace Which circle. It, I mean, they mentioned the peace circle so many times. I'm just like, how ironic is it that this attack oh, yeah. originated at the peace circle? That there was circle. a big old problem at the peace circle? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was not great. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I will say I like hearing that testimony was pretty like, it was jarring. Hmm? And, and they also like, they not only showed that, oh, sorry, I said Caroline, Daniels just now yeah. is Caroline Edwards. Edwards. My apologies. Um, I, I mixed it with Shemaine Daniels. Um, uh, but she also like, you know, like there, there's, she got back up and like, 
you know, continued to try to defend the Capitol. Um, she uh, mentioned, like, like she talked about how, you know, they're not trained for hand-to-hand -hand combat for hours. Like, that's not what their training is. Uh, like, which 100% is true. That's not what the Capitol Police are meant to do. Um, I think that, I think that, like, her, her, her story and her, um, you know, her recounting of what happened was, was wild. It was, it was a wild situation where it's just like, you know, trying to stop the Capitol within the means that they were allowed to, because again, it's not like this was Black Lives Matter. They can't shoot at them. So they have to... <laughs> Uh, physically, they have to physically stop them with, yep, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I needed someone to laugh because, like, if not, that I sounded, I'm not I was trying laugh. not to. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but, but truly, like, it was a, it was a harrowing tale of, like, trying to defend the Capitol and keep, like, elected officials alive so that they can certify, uh, you know, the Democratic will, like, small d Democratic will. And being knocked what unconscious. What's that? It's what great movies are made of. Literally. Like, I'm honestly surprised that, like, this hasn't been optioned as a Claire Danes fucking movie. Bro. And, and I mean, we say, like, it's going to happen. Katrina, yeah. what did you think of the, what did you think of the testimony? And I think it was, like, they deliberately chose these two as their first witnesses. Um, I think. I think can we ask? Can I ask you a real quick question? Do you think Nick Quested was the best witness that she was on? The, I, I on think night there was one? A, there was a purpose. Or was it was it like that like his footage? I think it was purposeful because one they they showed his footage which previously hadn't been shown before. I think his footage was the big one. Yeah. I think the two of them were used to present the uh, argument that this was a premeditated attack yes. because they were both mm -hmm. uh, directly encountered the Proud Boys during their initial scoping. Yep. Like, we didn't know before this trial that the Proud Boys led a group to survey the grounds of the Capitol mm -hmm. prior to Trump even speaking, yeah. which they always claimed there was no premeditation right. on of marching on the Capitol and that Trump said it during his speech and then they went to do it. But this group of Proud Boys went and scoped it out before the speech happened. Mm -hmm. So they were both able to speak to that because they mm -hmm. both witnessed that. And I, I um, think that they didn't, they also, and I don't know, I think this probably was coming up, but they, they, they didn't talk about the stacks of like Oath Keepers that went in, in, in. No, like, they, I think that'll, I think there's going to be in the later trials, yes. different phases of the attack essentially. Mm -hmm. Cause they, both of them were talking about the initial attack, like mm -hmm. how it was initially right. starting right. and then how it, when uh, a group of Proud Boys, they both were able to testify that a group of Proud Boys who were from Arizona, who had like orange, uh, orange hats and like mm -hmm. armbands, when they approached, it became like an organized attack. Like, like literally, like they people moved out of the way. Right. Right. Like when they were coming, everyone seemed like like you can see like the 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 chaos and the the disorganization within um, what was happening there, but when those groups came and were in those stacks, quote unquote, mm -hmm. um, you saw people move out of their way right. without any sort of like, without any sort of issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I do think that um, the, the documentarian, he was chosen because of his 
you know, his footage because he was embedded with the Proud Boys. And also because like he wasn't like he didn't clearly he did not want to be there. He literally said while he was testifying, I'm here to fulfill a subpoena. He Uh, he said it at the end of his thing. He said he said all the things that he said. He's like, I watched it turn from a whatever to a pro sorry protest to, a to, protest a to a riot to a in, to an insurrection and i'm here at the behest of a subpoena yeah. <laughs> like, i know that he put that shit in there yeah and it's like like he, he i don't want to be here but like i'm i have to be and while i'm here i guess i might as well tell you fuckers the truth he wasn't an american <laughs> like like he had an accent so he wasn't i mean he might be an american but he had like a he had like an accent i think that was part of it i think that he just didn't come across oh. as clearly like he has an agenda in this. Like he talked about, he was like, he tried to befriend the he's Proud a, Boys to get closer a, to them. He's a British filmmaker. Yeah. I just want to make sure that's like, when you said that, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah he's a British I, d- I really think these choices were very purposeful. I think that the officer they chose, I think she had a compelling story, mm-hmm. but she's also a very compelling witness just in the fact that she's a young, attractive woman. Like, that's something Americans are going to, like, a white woman especially. Like, that's something that's really going to speak to people. She got injured in the line of duty. She was knocked unconscious. Like, multiple she times. She was knocked unconscious, got up, uh, continued fighting, and was near Officer Sickness. Yes, exactly. Near the officer who was killed. Saw him when he got attacked and was also attacked right after that. Like, she, she I think... Obviously, there were a lot of officers there they could have chosen. Mm-hmm. It was very purposeful, the witnesses they chose to speak tonight, I that night. True. So I, I think that was really clear to me. And I think it, they made good choices. Yeah. So. If you're trying to, if you're trying to tell this story, like truly, you're trying to tell this story to the American people in the way that is most grasping, but at the same time, most entertaining, I put that in quotes, um... I think what they did worked. And like, I I don't like that that's what we have to do to get people involved and and to pay attention to the attempted coup, like of, of our, of our country's government. I don't like that. That's what we have to do, but that's what we have to do. And I think based on like that, what they did was effective. Now, now I will say, um, we it was a it was something shown in prime time, prime time. Truly, one of the things that we do have to know is ratings, which we don't have here. Like I didn't, we didn't look this stat up before we started the show. Um, but but truly, unfortunately, if if we're talking about what people watched, that is something that's important. Um, we also need to know it was it was carried by pretty much every. Um, cable and network news outlet aside from Fox News who decided that they were <laughs> going to um, allow this to not be carried and instead just essentially have a response from their um, from their anchors like Sean Hannity and also Tucker Carlson who had a full show with no advertisements. Didn't Literally, take a single commercial break. No commercial breaks for Tucker because they're like, we don't want you to watch this. Uh, I just did a quick Google. 20 million Americans watched. So that's pretty good. That's not small. <laughs> I'd say that's not small. I'd say that's yeah. not small. And like, that's probably more people than watch the Lost finale, which. It's I mean, probably less people than watch the Johnny Depp trial, though. So True. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. A, a, a thing that I never, ever want to talk about ever. <laughs> 
<laughs> because I can't. I can't talk about the Johnny Depp trial because, like, I just can't. It will be bad. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> what, John, tell, I'm going to go to you. What do you think the, now, there are more, um, there are more hearings set to, uh, set to be, uh, aired. Um, I don't think any of, I don't think any of the other ones are in prime time. I think they're going to be like, like they're the next one set for like Tuesday at 10 AM. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're going to say another one like Thursday or Friday at 10 AM. Um, what do you think the potential f- like, uh, impact of these hearings are? We like, and, and with, with the knowledge that, Essentially, they're trying to con- they're trying to convey to um, American voters this is this insurrection happened. Uh, sorry, this attempted insurrection happened, and this is they're tra- they're here's who is responsible, and they're trying to continue this. They still want to do this. What do you think the potential impact of this is? So, if they if they frame this right. And, you know, we're Americans, so we have to be talked down to and dumb things down for us. If you like they started out, but dumb it down a little more and say, (laughs) this is what happened here. This is how it impacted. Mm -hmm. And this is how it can impact if we don't do something now. Mm -hmm. And speaking to uh, the witnesses, um, that's a really great point is having a, for example, I hate that it happens, it has to be this way, uh, but, you know, uh, a, a, a white, mm-hmm. uh, pretty um, officer that can speak to directly, that was right there and, and, and saw the worst of the worst, mm-hmm. um, if, if the media, the mainstream media, excuse me, sensationalizes this like they should be, like the war on Ukraine, or the mass shootings that have been going on, be it, albeit like, you know, I, I get it, but this is something that should be sensationalized even more mm-hmm. to create the kind of impact that we want. And the impact that we want or that I'm thinking of is that we don't have another one of these happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we actually see transformative change. And if even if these people that did this, that caused this uh, attempted coup on January 6th, if they really want their own change, um, like we all do, go about it in a way that is not that. Mm -hmm. I mean, just everything about it spoke to me. And I'm not saying that um, an insurrection or a coup isn't, isn't wrong. Like I, I, I feel like under the right, uh, circumstances, it could be very transformative and very revolutionary. Um, but that can be very far few in between. And that takes like most of the population so that everyone's on all agreeing terms, yeah. not just half the population. Right. Less you know? than half. So, or, or, or less much, than half. Much in less. This case. Yeah. Literally less than like, half. Right. Like very, very less than half. This was a little tiny piece and sliver of the population that feels mm-hmm. this way. Um, and so, like, again, it's speaking to, like, the million people that watch, like, Fox News, for example, does not speak to, the, what, 400 million people we right. have here. Right. So I think that, you know, having something that really speaks to the dumbing down, the way that we soak up information, and speaking to how crucial it is, um, really can make a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole insurrection, the people that did it, 
if, if if they really want the kind of change that they're supposing, um, they can funnel all of that into where the money is already, which is, you know, the Republicans and, and the machine. They've got that on lock. So just, mm-hmm. you know, um, but I, I with all that being said, people need to be held accountable. Yeah. So they yeah. also need to make that clear too. And people need to respect that. That's those. I think that's, I think that's the most important thing that people need to be held accountable for attempting to overthrow the government in the United States of America. Like, again, I'm going to make this, I'm going to say it again. We do this everywhere, but (laughs) we don't allow it to be done here. Motherfuckers. You don't get to do that here. Like, but truly like, like, it needs to be shown that we this is not something that we allow. Then this mm-hmm. is not something that happens. You don't get to violently overthrow the government because you are a white aggrieved uh, minority. Like you don't get to. That, sorry, that's just not how it works. Um, and we can't just hold accountable the everyday guys that are doing exactly. this. It needs to be the people in power it that needs actually to be the people who, caused this and started this and planned this. It like, needs to be the John Eastmans who keep sending mm-hmm. fucking memos and, and uh, legal strategies in order to uh, take... General uh, Flynn. It needs to be General Flynn. It needs to be Ginny Thomas. Mm-hmm. It needs to be, honestly, Clarence Thomas for trying to shield Ginny Thomas. <laughs> and it needs to be Donald fucking Trump, the guy who was like, sure, I think maybe my vice president should be hanged because I yeah. mean that, that was something else we learned he's like oh they might be right maybe they should hang Mike Pence <laughs> you know what I didn't even think about this what if we hang Mike Pence maybe that'll help <laughs> like that's what his fucking thing was yeah so like yeah like the people who are responsible need to be held accountable for this because otherwise they're just gonna do it again because otherwise they're gonna do it again let's talk really quickly before we move on to our next thing and then our final thing let's move on really really quickly to the uh, right-wing response to this. We already talked about the fact that uh, the Fox News channel decided that they are not going to co- like they are not going to carry this uh, mm-hmm. hearing. They, and they uh, aired Tucker Carlson with zero ads so that their ads. audience would not change the channel the, uh, the to catch any of this. Audience can't change the channel. Oh, they have that's to- that's, that's wild. insane, right? That's just wild. Insane. Just, I honestly couldn't imagine just sitting there like at, at minute 42 going... Can I please go to the bathroom, Tucker? And he's like, <laughs> no! You cannot go to the bathroom. I have Tulsi Gabbard here as a guest. You're going to watch Tulsi talk about this. Like, like I truly, I truly, like, when I, I saw that, like, I saw that as the thing. I just thought that was very, very funny. Um, the how, uh, We saw uh, right-wing responses of, like, this is nothing to see here. Um, the right wing, uh, the the House Judiciary, sorry, House Judici- Judiciary, Judiciary. Uh, GOP um, uh, Twitter account said all old news. Um, Laura Ingram um, uh, said um, uh, there was a video that was capped that was like, uh, how is how is democracy in threat for someone um, putting their feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk? To which the uh, young Democrats of America were like, how did they get in the building, Nancy? <laughs> like, Laura. Like, Laura. Sorry, Laura. How did you get – how did we get in the building? Um, I think the response from the right wing was pretty 
ex- uh, you know, like expected. Expected. Mm-hmm. Um, we we flipped the channel. There was a ten minute recess during the hearing, mm-hmm. and we flipped it to uh, Hannity. And it was so funny because th- what they were doing at that moment in time was saying it was Nancy Pelosi's fault that the yes. National Guard wasn't there, which was like, which was funny because they also said there was no reason for the National Guard to be there because the, it was just a skirmish or just a tourist visit or just like the right <laughs> nothing to of, see here. But right but also Nancy's fault because there was a big deal and Nancy didn't yes, handle it. That is exactly right. The right wing of America has decided that this was not a big deal, but also if it was a big deal, it was Antifa. But also it could have been Antifa because uh, they asked Donald Trump to send people home. But also, <laughs> like, like literally just every moment is just so they can't get their story straight on what this specifically is. Nope. Um, and it's pretty, it's pretty transparent that like, yeah, your supporters did this. It's not like a bunch of like people, a bunch of leftists didn't rock up in Donald Trump for president (laughs) gear and just go kick down a fucking, kick down a fucking window in the Capitol and go hang out and go spread legged on fucking Nancy Pelosi's desk. That's just not what happened. (laughs) Like, sorry. It's just not. Uh, John, tell what did you think of the right wing response of this? And if you didn't see the right wing of res- response of this, I will let you know it was lunacy and nonsense. I didn't, I did not get to hear or see any of it. I've gotten little Lucky. bits and pieces of like uh, side comments of left, uh, the left, uh, saying little things about what's been going on, but. I, I really haven't yet, so please give me the deed. I mean, that's truly what it, like, literally what it is, is the right wing is, like, essentially jingling keys at the American people <laughs> going, no need to look here. What's over this? What's this? Look at the keys. And, like, everywhere else is like, yeah, they fucking broke in. <laughs> they beat people to death. <laughs> And they and they try and they were looking to find the vice president and the speaker of the house to hang in the gallows that they also brought to the insurrection. I like, think, oh, what could this possibly be? I think for the first time, I can say that mm. the Democrats did a much better messaging job <laughs> than the Republicans Impossible. in this instance. Impossible. It's crazy. It's crazy. Impossible. The Democrats don't know how to message. Yeah, it's I mean impossible. uh, Props to them. They did a good job. I think it was not I think we gotta give all the credit to Liz Cheney. It was very clip worthy. I bet there are clips floating everywhere. Yes, I think in the clips are all Liz Cheney. Mm. I think that's I think that's gonna be for the, for that. You wanna move on to our next? Yeah. Um the uh, we have a race in Pennsylvania for the United States Senate. And this is the first time we get to update that in uh, a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. We weren't here last week, so we couldn't tell you some of the things. So let's start with um, John Fetterman's health. (laughs) I don't like that this is where we start, but this is where we start. John Fetterman um, uh, previously had a stroke, question mark. I'm trying to make sure that one. He had a a stroke the weekend before Mm -hmm. the election. Uh, they released he was in the hospital for like four days after a couple days they released that he was in the hospital and that he had a stroke and mm-hmm. that he'd be back in a jiffy and um, then we got some fun news alerts um indicating uh from his doctor who talked to I don't know 
<laughs> whichever no. news media outlet. They, they released this but they were information, just like, but it took a while. But it was, yes, it took a bit, and they were just like, oh, yeah, he almost died. Yeah. Like Which they, I don't like getting in my phone. We, we found out that he had, like, a heart condition for mm-hmm. years that he knew about but wasn't treating mm-hmm. um myocardia something something like that um yeah he, he had cho- like a- chose not to chose not to treat it um and said i probably should have treated it yeah and so until he had a stroke and nearly died had to get a pacemaker implanted mm-hmm. And he's still not back on the campaign trail. He's not back on the campaign trail yet, but he says he's going to be able to. I believe that the medical analysis was that he, uh, that was released was he will be able to campaign and fulfill his duties if he is elected senator. Yeah. And his his wife said that he'll be back on the campaign trail Mm -hmm. probably in July. (laughs) Probably in July. Maybe. Probably. Uh, It's June 10th. Um, so, <laughs> uh, let's just start by talking about this a little bit. Do we now, now I don't want to, you know, we're not doctors. None of us here are medical doctors. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, say that we have any sort of thought on like, you know, we, we can't say what's happening. However, isn't it like not great? <laughs> is this, is this not a great situation to have where, um, the the nominee who we need to beat the other side is um, you know not had a had a had a pretty major health scare and is currently still not able to campaign. Is that are, are there any is this a, is this a scary moment or am I am I overreacting? John Tall, I'm going to go to you first. Speaking of the situation with. Uh, Betterman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because now let me correct me if I'm wrong. So, if Betterman does not get elected, that leaves us with <laughs> Mastriano. No, 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 no. no, no. Whoa. That's the governor. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. That leaves us with Doctor Oz. That's a whole different. Okay. So that's a whole nother thing that we're gonna get into anyway. Yes. Yes. But But this is Doctor Oz. If we don't, if if (laughs) (laughs) they can't look, they can't see me, but my hand is going. Oh my goodness. Yes. No. Um. Uh. Our. uh, If we. If there's a problem with Fetterman. Um. Oz runs unopposed. Which, let's be clear, that's not happening. Mm -hmm. That's not happening. We have gotten news that, you know, Fetterman is going to be able to campaign. Um, and that is that is just the <laughs> the hopeful truth of the matter. And we will be getting Fetterman v. Oz sooner than we sooner than we think. Yeah, I think the the thing is that like it's obviously concerning that we're getting a slow drip of information about yeah, Fetterman. I don't and like it, that. you know, it's like evolving, like, oh he'll be back in no time, uh, maybe like two months from now. Um I think Tareen, he'll be back by your birthday. I sure. I I'm, I hope. I hope so. You turn what thirty one on uh, July seventeenth. Uh, he'll be back. He'll be back at some point. Yeah, for sure. Like I'm really. That's 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 my thing, right? Like, and and I don't want to like you know. Again, we're not doctors. I don't want to like talk about medical diagnoses. I I want to talk about the fact that like we are in a situation where. Um, if we want to get rid of the fucking filibuster, if we want to pass shit that is important to this country and to our state, we need this seat among other seats. And we, by by far and large, elected 
Um, uh, in the Democratic primary, John Fetterman, r regardless of the apprehensions we had about him, um, uh, and honestly, there was a candidate that we should have elected that we didn't do. But <laughs> uh, that, like, with like with this, like we. This is important. We need this seat. Mm -hmm. And the idea that this is not going to be a thing because a guy was like, I don't want to go to the doctor. That's not great. Like, that's not great. No. And I now, and let me just real quick before I hear it. Yeah, I'm a hypocrite. I also don't want to go to the doctor. And I'm not going to. <laughs> um, but but like, I truly was like, you know, this is important and we need to make sure. But I'm not going to the doctor. And don't come make me. Katrina, go ahead. You yeah, I think um, already the uh, opposition is running ads just that he's mm -hmm. not being transparent about his health, um, which is just an obvious one to do at this point. And I mean, God, it really doesn't look great to have someone who's got a serious health condition uh, running against a fucking fake doctor fake doctor uh, so. i mean like the fake doctor is a fake doctor the right fake doctor, but people believe the fake but doctor people believe about the fake medical doctor. things which is terrible but like yeah it's just ooh. yeah it's it's rough and i i really hope uh he gets out there soon because like i think john fetterman's whole thing is that he he's got this big strong guy appeal he's a big um, strong tough guy that goes to sheets three days a week <laughs> yeah maybe and that's like, a problem and like honestly uh, he's living the life i want to live <laughs> I just, yeah. I just got to get more sheets in my life, baby. <laughs> John, tell what did you what do you think about the um, what do you think about the 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 John Fetterman um, health news? So I was honestly, I'm gonna say I was pissed off because he, I know he was supposed to be speaking about four or five miles away from me, and I was gonna try and go Damn. last minute. And then the news came out like, I don't think he's coming. Well, well I guess I'm glad I didn't go for no reason. Um, but seriously, I'm glad I didn't go. I'm, I, I was grateful to hear that, you know, something came out because people were like really worried, like what the hell's going on? Yeah. He just didn't, what an asshole. You know what I mean? Like right, I thought he right. just like snubbed us at first. Yeah, it and wasn't then a snub, right. Actually, no, that's what it was. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting. He said that um this is why i felt like he was an asshole he had told us that uh because he went out to eat the night before he said something about food poisoning or something like oh, that. damn mm. so it came off as like a really cheap lie yeah like oh you probably got drunk or something what an asshole but then when you heard that he you know that he had a stroke it's like oh damn. yeah yeah you you're know? like oh, maybe well, i shouldn't have said some of the things i said right right <laughs> It was literally the date, like, that day. Like, he was here. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I feel a little funny about it. But I also still, speaking to the core of what I was saying, like, I still feel like there's something that we're not, we're not getting the full picture mm -hmm. up here. Like, there's something else going on, and I think that they're not saying. Kind of like the queen of England. Like, I feel like there's something going on Jones that we... <laughs> John There's tell, something going on John that tell, they're not giving the full story. I'm, I'm so glad that you said this because truly, I think I've said I think I said this to Katrina numerous times. So many times. I, I want to say I want to say this wholeheartedly. I want everyone to know who's listening. Now, listen, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't just believe nonsense, random stuff. I know that there's usually a, a reason that things happen, and also. I think that it's probably likely that the queen is dead and that 
uh, the the thing you saw the platinum jubilee with someone puppeting a body that just was like, hey, what's up? I'm the queen. I think yeah. that that's very possible. And though I don't know if it's true or not, I think it's likely. And I don't, I don't like this about me. <laughs> I don't want this to be the thing that I believe. But truly, I kind of believe that. I really do. You're not the only one. Buddy. I really do believe. <laughs> Like, I really do. I hate it, but I really, I think I talk to Katrina more often than I should about like, we know the queen's dead, right? Like we know this. We know that this, this queen is dead. And it's like, here's the thing. I, I think that, and then we're going to move on after this, but truly, but truly it's like, it sounds so bad until you hear it in like a, another way, which is. Oh, they're pretending this old woman didn't die. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, she probably did. (laughs) Like, you know, old people die all the time. So, like, yeah, she probably did. And they're like, we don't know how to tell everybody yet. So we're going to kind of pretend that she didn't. And then when when we can, oh, no, is her birthday coming up? Like, I guess we'll have to pretend that or or her. She has two birthdays. (laughs) Yeah. The queen has two birthdays. So which one? <laughs> or are they going to make a third one for the commemoration of her death? Like, I, I think that's what the, I'm yeah. saying. This I'm, I know I play a conspiracy theorist here, but I really think that at some point they're they're waiting for that finite moment, that that Goldilocks <laughs> zone, if you will, yeah. where they feel like the world, everything stopped, and the world will stop to bereave her death. Right. Right. Like I don't like that this is what I think, but this is truly what I think. Like she's definitely like gone. Like she's been gone for a bit. And we're like, well, we we can't say that she's gone because it's not the right time. And we have to figure out the right time to say. And like really, if you disagree with this, text me or or send a message to me and I'll promptly ignore it because truly like <laughs> This might be true. And like, this is the, this is the most realistic conspiracy theory that's out there right now. And honestly, I think the most healthy to be involved in, like, like, I don't think that it's healthy to be involved. Like QAnon's bad. This probably not a problem. Agreed. (laughs) Katrina disagrees. Uh, No, I don't agree. What do you do? Katrina, go ahead and give me. I don't want to talk about this. Okay. (laughs) Let's move on real quick. Um, uh, David McCormick conceded in uh, there was so David McCormick and uh, Mehmet Oz were in a run, not a run. Uh, sorry, they were in a recount. They the the um, the amounts of their votes were so close that it triggered an automatic recount. Um, it was clear that Oz was going to be the victor. Um, McCormick um, conceded to Oz. Um, Oz is now the candidate. Now I'm going to ask this question. I'm going to ask it, but I'm also going to ask another question after it, which is, um, the question that we get a bunch is, is Oz the easier opponent? So I want to ask that, but I also want to ask, is that a ridiculous question to ask? And I want to go to Katrina first. Katrina, do you, firstly, is Oz or is Oz an easier opponent? And And then is this kind of a, like a not necessary question to ask? It's it's hard to say because, I mean, polling shows that Oz was weaker in general election matchups, but Oz has name recognition, which is so important in an election. And even though we all know him as a stupid idiot, uh, people know him, so they might vote for him. Um, So that's complicated. I mean, I think 
if you like compare just without that aspect, he was weak, much weaker than McCormick. Uh, but that name recognition, who knows? Who knows? So I do think it's a stupid question to ask because we really can't tell. And uh, it might not even matter. Like, it could literally not matter if he's the worst candidate in the world, a.k.a. Herschel Walker, because he could still <laughs> fucking win, like, <laughs> just because of who comes out to vote. Mm. That's all that really matters. Yes. Uh, John, tell I'm going to go to you, but but I'm also, before I said that, I'm going to say, uh, please get, um, get uh, Purple Room in touch with me because uh, i want yeah. i want to talk to them about mastriano and i want them to talk to me about herschel walker um but mm-hmm. but what do you think about what do you think about um that question and do you have an answer or do you think it's kind of like a nonsense question um well for me it's a nonsense question simply because i'm biased uh against oz i'm just gonna say oz uh, because I don't know anything about the opponent. Um, so it's kind of like a, a Trump Biden thing for me. I don't care. I just don't want Oz in, mm-hmm. uh, for gotcha. me, that's, that's essentially what it is. Um, so in that sense of looking at it, I feel like Oz is the, the weaker of the opponent simply because he's riding off of a Trump, Trumplican platform, which mm-hmm. is deeply rooted in lies falsehoods misinformation and hypocrisy uh but you you also have the fact that he's a celebrity which makes it dangerous Mm -hmm. i think the more problematic part and what speaks to me and why i find it alarming and why i'm saying i'm biased against him is because i don't want him at all costs just like i don't want mastriano at all costs Mm -hmm. Uh, so i will do what needs to be done Again, I'm not in in Oz's district, so there's nothing I can really do but talk no, shit. No, no, Oz, no, no, Oz is running for Senate. It's statewide. You're in there. Oh my god. Oh my god. Thank you. Oh my god. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> just, oh, just come shit. out and this vote in November. Job. Oh shit. <laughs> just make sure you vote in November and you can vote against. Can him. I just? Oh, by I the way, be. by I the way, be. what we need to do is have a Patreon. And have just our video episodes on Patreon because truly, I wish that a Patreon t- subscriber could watch John Tell's face when he realized that he <laughs> is going to be affected by fucking Dr. Oz. <laughs> he was not happy about that. Oh, that was so good. Oh, that was so good. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I think that I think that the question definitely like I think that. I think that's the question that we want to talk about a lot. Like, who's an easier opponent? Who is a better opponent to go against? Who who do we have a better shot against? And I think that sometimes it's clear and sometimes it's very not clear. I think this indication, it's not clear. I definitely think that, you know, you see polling numbers about, like, how we're closer with McCormick. Uh, so we're closer with McCormick. And then, like, Oz, we have a bigger lead. But... I mean, we also have a candidate who might not be able to campaign as much as we'd like him to. We also have a can- – uh, we're going against a candidate who has been on TV for, like, fucking a decade. Like, truly, we don't know exactly what is better and what is worse. So we need to be prepared regardless. Um, and I know that sometimes it's just, like, a question, like, what what's, what's easier? And it's like, really, we don't know. We have, we have no idea what's easier because – both can both can be dangerous and bad. McCormick was a you know a hedge fund manager who had 
uh, Buku Bucks that can fucking flood the zone with a bunch of ads. And Oz is a TV personality who can chameleon his way into whatever pretend thing he's trying to do. So we don't really know. Um, so, I mean, I regardless, the answer is we need to fucking beat Oz and uh, take the and take this Senate seat from the Republicans so that we can get rid of the filibuster and pass the shit we need to fucking pass, and that includes a whole host of things from gun control legislation to voting rights legislation. Like that's it. That's actually it. Um, and before we go, we are going to do our one last segment, which is, have you heard about this? Um, in this segment, um, we read a, uh, we read a, an article um, without telling the others what the article is about or what it is. So I am reading my article this week. This is from Newsweek. Um, and this is from, um, um, Alia, um, Slisko. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not sure if anyone remembers a candidate from New York named Carl Palladino. He lost, I believe, the most recent... Um, gubernatorial election against um, Andrew Cuomo, who we also don't like. And um, anyway, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read these. Uh, I'm gonna read this article uh, bit by bit, and I will give pauses for y'all to react. And if y'all need to react, just react, and I will stop. And everyone ready? Mm-hmm. A Republican candidate for Congress in New York State says he was not praising Adolf Hitler by calling him inspirational during a recently resurfaced interview. Hmm. <laughs> Carl Palladino made what seemed to be positive remarks about the Nazi leader in response to a question about how effectively, quote, rouse the population, unquote, during a February 2021 radio interview unearthed Thursday by left-leaning watchdog group Media Matters for America. Interesting. <laughs> In comments given to the uh, the uh, news outlet, the Buffalo News, shortly after the interview surfaced, the Republican congressional hopeful insisted that his remarks were taken out of context and, quote, had nothing to do with praising Hitler. <laughs> um... Can I just say, uh, no one's cut me off, so I'll, I'll cut me off and say, um, if you have to put out a thing saying you weren't praising Hitler, you probably were praising Hitler. Yeah. And that's not good, and you need to fucking right, get yourself right. <laughs> yeah. Probably don't say anything that people might think is praise for Hitler. So, I mean, if it's... It's a low bar. It's a really low bar. Honestly, <laughs> if it's close, don't do it. If it's close, just stop. Uh, Palladino told the paper that he was only using Hitler as a, quote, example, mm. unquote, of how to, quote, move an entire population, unquote, <laughs> while conceding that he, quote, should have used British World War II, uh, sorry, uh, should have used Churchill, unquote, instead. He argued that Media Matters made a mess of his comments. <laughs> now, if your comments are... Hitler can really rouse Hitler's a crowd. Hitler's a good example. <laughs> what? What do you think? What do we? What are they supposed to do? Yeah. Like, 
Media matters. Took it out of context. He's a great example of how to rouse a crowd. Rouse a crowd. In a separate statement, Palladino said that the, quote, context, unquote, of his Hitler remark, quote, was in regards to something I heard on the radio from someone else and was repeating, unquote. (laughs) It's fine if you're just repeating what somebody else said. (laughs) Maintaining that, quote, any implication that I support Hitler or any of the sick and disgusting actions of the Nazi regime is a new low for the media. Oh my God. Like, I mean, here's, can I just point out? Here's how you don't get equated with Hitler. I don't know. Don't bring him up. Don't bring him up. Don't be like, he's really good at this thing. Like, don't, don't bring him up. Don't. No one has ever said, you know, Terrain on Alcoholics, <laughs> he talk, he he and Hitler have this. In, like, no one does this. This is not how it works. Don't do that. While Palladino's original interview comments had him citing a different person as having, quote, mentioned, unquote, Hitler on the radio, his comments about the Nazi leader being an example of someone, quote, inspirational, unquote, were apparently his own. (laughs) I was thinking the, quote, sorry, whoa, quote, (laughs) before I get fucking caught in a trap, quote, I was thinking the other day about somebody had mentioned on the radio Adolf Hitler and how he aroused the crowds, Palladino told radio host Peter Hunt during the February 13th, 2021 edition of the Our House radio show. As he would get up to there, up, sorry, as he would get up there screaming these epithets and these people were just, they were hypnotized by him. That's, I guess... I guess that's the kind of leader we need today. Oh, God. <laughs> he oh, my fucking God. We need somebody inspirational. Somebody. <laughs> we need somebody that is a doer, has oh. been there and done that so that it's not a new, uh, sorry, a strange new world to him, unquote. Mm-hmm. 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 Newsweek reached out. We need out- somebody like that, man. <laughs> Somebody, oh my somebody nope, nope, who gets nope, nope. things done, like <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> oh, Jesus. he got things done all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, <he> <laughs> <laughs> uh, Newsweek reach, <laughs> reached out to the Palladino campaign for comment. Palladino said that he understood, quote, that invoking Hitler in any context is a serious, any context is a serious mistake and rightfully upsets people, unquote. In his statement on Thursday, adding, quote, I strongly condemn the murderous atrocities committed against the Jewish people by Hitler and the Nazis. New York Republican, uh, New York Republican Representative Elise Stefanik, the House GOP conference chair, endorsed Palladino's run for Congress last week, praising him as a, quote, job creator and conservative outsider who will be a tireless fighter for the people of New York in our fight to put America first to save the country. Quote, I condemn any statement, but don't take it out of context. Stefanik told HuffPost when asked about Palladino's Hitler remarks on Thursday. That is not accurate reporting. (laughs) If you ever have to come out and condemn 
Hitler and the Nazis, you're bad. You're in some trouble. You're in the like, wrong. Like it should just side. like automatically be assumed that we all do. So if you have to specify, right. bad. I don't think there's ever been a time where it's like, you know, I I I do believe that um, healthcare is a human right, but. I also think that my comments about the Nazis were wrong. Like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, that doesn't exist. Fuckos. That doesn't exist. Um, I'm going to end this with um, the resurfacing of Paladino's 2021 interview comes only days after media matters reported that he shared an article on shared an article to Facebook that promoted a conspiracy theory claiming recent mass shootings at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York, and an elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, were, quote, false flag operations intended to help Democrats, quote, revoke the Second Amendment and take away guns. Palladino initially denied having shared the, quote, false flag, unquote, article, which also claimed that, quote, the Texas shooter was receiving hypnosis training, unquote. He has since admitted, admitted to sharing the article while noting that, it was authored by a, quote, good friend. Mm. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just want to remember, I want everyone to remember, um, now I, we do have listeners who listen in New York, and I, I hope that you're having a wonderful day, and I'm sorry that I fucking ruined <laughs> it. But, like, let's just remember that th- th- this, is, this is who we're up against. Like, let's be clear. I think a lot of us are Democrats out of convenience now. And I and I want to make sure that yep. I want to make sure this is clear. I, I don't I don't want to be like, you know, I, I don't want to you know, I don't necessity, not convenience, like Nece- literally necessity. Requirement. And, I, and, I, and I say that because like I say that as someone who like really would love to have um Democratic candidates on the podcast, Shemaine Daniels hit me the fuck up. But I think that it's very important to understand that. We are, it is, it is us versus an undemocratic, fascist, racist, xenophobic, anti-Semitic group of motherfuckers that we have to go against. And like, I, I don't like this, but that is truly what we're up against. And I, it's, it's awful, but like, and, 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 and what, have you heard about this is usually a funny thing. (laughs) It's usually a funny segment of the show where we read funny articles. And I, I listened, I did this because it's like, it's all, it's funny, but also so true as to who the, the, the right wing of America are right now. And until, until that ends, it's super important that we make sure that they don't get to hold any ounce of power. Like they just can't, they just can't you fucking, you do everything that you can to stop them from holding any ounce of power because they do not deserve it. They cannot responsibly wield it and it needs to end. It needs to end. But I I do, (laughs) but but truly, that article is wild. <laughs> that article is wild. Carl Paladino is wild. He's he was kicked. Wasn't he? Kicked, I believe, and I looked. I looked this up before I started this. He, I believe, he was kicked off like the Buffalo fucking Board of Education because of some shit he said about the Obamas. Some real racist shit he said about the Obamas. He's bad, and he's like, you know what? I learned my lesson. 
I love Hitler. No, I don't. <laughs> and I and I want to be your congressional representative. <laughs> like that's who we're going against. But last question. Oh, last question. Sorry, gun. Don't work perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> last question before we end this podcast. Why are we having such trouble losing to these fucking lunatics? And John Tell, I'm gonna start with you. Why are we having such trouble losing? It I wouldn't say trouble losing. I would say it's easy losing because <laughs> no one's really putting up a fight like yeah. you know we should be. Where <clears throat> we are and I'm not even a solid Democrat. I just vote Democrat because I feel it like like you said, out of necessity. Yeah. Um, but we are out moneyed and we're not outnumbered. So we are outsmarted because they're playing the game and they're playing it well. And many of us don't want to play a game, but we're born into a life of game playing. Yeah. So I mean, unfortunately we've just, we've got to hunker down and I hate saying this, but you know, we do it's, it, you know, it's, it comes to organizing. It comes to just, oh, let me suck it up and do this. Like I'm tired from work, but da, 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 you know, because these people are crazy <laughs> <laughs> and we've, it, it's been too long that we've had old psychopaths that are predominantly of one type of folk that don't represent the majority of the country anymore mm -hmm. uh so you know if, if we really want representation yeah. what shall we do can you do you agree absolutely yeah there we go I, I mean, I don't have any better way to end it. That is absolutely right. Um, I think we're going to end the show. Uh, thank you all for listening. John, tell, tell us where we can find you and your projects. Let's go. Yes, sir. Uh, I am, again, John Tell Tolan, founder and contributor to the Leon Block Independent Media. You can find me on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Spotify. Just search the Leon Block Independent Media. Uh, you can also reach out to me by emailing me at theleonblock at gmail.com. You can also text me 484-909-0873. And I do have an event coming up. Uh, the Leon Block's first event in Lidditz, PA, in honor of Juneteenth. On Juneteenth, 12 to 8, we will have DJs, drag queens, we will have meditation, we will have dancers doing everything from Vogue to African dance, food vendors. Uh, history is the centerpiece of it, but everything else under the sun, you name it, it's at a beautiful park in Lancaster County. Uh, and if you cannot make it, we will be, of course, live streaming it. It's what we do. And this, uh, the day before that, I will be in DC filming a mass uh, people's march descending upon March Washington, DC uh, for the rights of workers and uh, all poor people across the nation. So you definitely want to tune into that. You can find that, the Leon Block Independent Media. Find it everywhere. Seriously, it's a good follow. <laughs> And also, like, again, tell Purple Room, tell them I'm up. <laughs> Let me know. Oh, I will. No, when I get off of this, I'm going to link y'all because, yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. 
Thank you for listening. You can find this podcast uh, everywhere you can find your podcast. Please like and subscribe to the Facebook page and interact with that, I guess. Please. We will be back, I believe, next week because I don't think we have another thing coming up next week. Um, but we will be back next week. Um, thank you all for listening. Katrina, do you have anything else? No? She's no, not done. No, no. Thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. Until then, cheers. Cheers.